I love when people are like, oh, I can't be hypnotized. Like, like really? You're being hypnotized every day right, right now? Yeah. Like, right. it's happening all the time. That's, really working that's with great. hypnosis. Yeah, it's, it's working with hypnosis uh-huh. as a practice. First of all, it is a practice, so you, it becomes self-hypnosis, and it's a practice of dehypnotizing yourself. Right. Yeah. That's exactly really what it is. Welcome to another episode of As Woo, Woo As You Want with Celine and Jeremiah. And our guest, Shauna Cummings. Yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Shauna. Thanks for joining us. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. So maybe we'll do a little intro. Sure. Um, And welcome, welcome everyone. We'll just say hi. Hello. Happy New Year. Yes. It's been... It's been a minute. It's 2020, been a minute. it's been a minute. I hope everyone enjoyed our last couple of episodes with Abdi. Yep. Um, we are now recording in 2020. We are here. Here um, we go. And uh, we're really excited to have Shauna as our guest. And um, Shauna, do you want to just tell us a little, a little about what you do? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I am a hypnosis practitioner. Um and I have a private practice working with clients um, using hypnosis to help them make changes in their life um, or kind of like change uh, the environment of their mind using hypnosis. Um, I also uh, work with hypnosis as a kind of performative uh, sound art. So I do like sound-inspired hypnosis installations. And um, I'm writing a book right now. Wait. Those are my three three things. <laughs> I didn't know about the 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 environmental sound hypnosis. Is that a new thing or is that a long time? Oh, I've been doing that for yeah for a good like six or seven years. What? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! That is really. But cool. they all kind of feed each other. You know, it's like this its own little ecosystem. So I, I can't. I, one is just as important as the other Sorry. to the other. So. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Yeah. And um, we met through, I mean, well, you met Celine. I've worked with Shauna a couple times doing some hypnotherapy, and it's Mm -hmm. been amazing and wonderful. And I think it's really cool using it as a tool for, you know, I think for me, I used it as a tool to manifest differently and... Mm. Yeah. And and it was interesting because it's a very like tactile way of being in a manifestation role in your life for me. Because it's mm-hmm. so much about like sound and repetition and visualizations for mm-hmm. me specifically. Um but Jeremiah doesn't know anything about it. Well, yeah, I I was curious. I mean, I definitely want to talk more about hypnotherapy. I'm also curious like how you got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you would uh, share a little bit about your path, it'd be wonderful. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I got into it kind of around my, um, like end of my twenties or, you know, for the astrologically, you know, inclined the Saturn return time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so where I was really kind of like feeling like things just 
weren't working the way that I had wanted them to and kind of just at this place of like feeling incongruent with my desires and my and my life um, actions so Mm -hmm. I was in a real state of like healing and inquiry at that time and um, working with a psychotherapist for a good number of years that was really um, wonderful and transformative and in my undergraduate um, education I had basically was concentrating on writing and English literature but uh, also studied social work so I never got licensed to do social work but I had um, ended up working in the Department of Children and Family Services um, in Chicago for a little while, really considering uh, going into social work. But then Mm. I kind of took another path. So fast forward to my Saturn return, living in New York City around like 28, 29 years old. I was, you know, kind of coming to an end of working with the psychotherapist and he had really suggested that I just go back to social work because it seemed to be something that was like really resonated with me and that was something that would be fulfilling for me. Um, so I thought about that, but I didn't really want to do it, but it seemed like very reasonable thing mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kind of was like making my way back into that world. And, um, I was doing a ton of healing at the time, all different kinds of things like, you know, like psychics, um, you know, acupuncture, um, meditation, shamanic work. Mm -hmm. And then I found hypnosis and I had hypnosis on my mind for quite a while. Something I was always interested in and had read about. And it had a lot of kind of, you know, that very typical common fear and misconception around. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up really Catholic and I was just like, I'm so interested in this, but I know for sure I'm going to find out that I'm a horrible person (laughs) or something really bad. Like, and it's my fault for sure. There's a sin somewhere here. (laughs) Yeah, But I have to do it, but it's going to be horrible and it's all my fault. I just know it. But anyway, so there was that kind of, and that's why I totally recognize that when people come to me and they still have that, because I definitely have that, um, you know, deep misunderstanding of what it actually is. So I found myself um, in a hypnosis exploration and, it was amazing how transformative it was. It resonated with me very quickly, and the changes um, that it affected were pretty quick and profound in a way that I was like, why have I been going to therapy since I was 12? Like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Why didn't they teach me this in kindergarten? So it just started to change things on a much deeper level that I hadn't I hadn't had success accessing uh, with in other forms of therapy. Mm. So at that time, what really happened for me was it I was able to kind of create a healing kind of pathway to deep uh, wounds that mm. that I wasn't able to access. Because I, I think that in all other forms of therapy, for whatever reason, there was still a reinforcing of shame. Mm. You know, even with the with the excavation of wounds and, uh, you know, under, like bringing things to light with awareness, I still wasn't able to really have a supportive... Uh, pathway of self-compassion um in this way that i really started to rehabilitate after after you know my experience with hypnosis and pretty quickly so then it was exactly the opposite that i feared you know i fear that oh my god i'm so you know it's my fault or something Mm -hmm. some kind of catholic guilt but what i really found was actually i'm fine and it's going to be okay (laughs) so Mm -hmm. like we can do this you know so that was really really profound and amazing and in specifically for me it was really around 
um, you know, body issues and self-worth and shame, you know, from, mm-hmm. from uh, childhood and early adolescence. And so then, yeah. And then I was just like, this is I, really from that time. I, then I started training with the person that I had gone to do the hypnosis with. And oh, wow. I, it became all about hypnosis. It was like, all of a sudden mm-hmm. I landed in the planet of hypnosis and like, <laughs> that was it. Like that, I've been there ever since because re- my whole life became you know, hypnosis since then. <laughs> so like, wow. it's been totally That's like, awesome. it just resonated at all the levels and, uh, I continually find it fascinating, you know, which is amazing. And how so, long have you been yeah. doing it for? Practicing? So I've been doing it for eight years now. Okay. okay. So I got, yeah, I got certified, um, in 2012 and then I went into, uh, an apprenticeship for about a year and a half, almost two years. Um, maybe six months after my training. And, and then I went into a full-time practice on my own from there. Excellent. That's so cool. Wow. And yeah, oh, Selena, you, you can ask, you can all uh, slip. I think just for people who, you know, don't know about hypnotherapy and, you know, maybe are holding those same kind of stigmatized visions of, you know, versions of it from pop culture. Do you want to just explain a little bit about what hypnotherapy is so hypnotherapy is utilizing the kind of trance state that we access in meditation or in shavasana like that kind of Mm -hmm. relaxed state at the end of yoga and what that is is technically scientifically speaking it's that relaxed brainwave state so the alpha or theta brainwave state right right before you go to sleep for example this kind of liminal state that you access so we use that state to guide people into um, their imagination so and using their imagination as a facilitator to imagine different possibilities in their life and in that state everybody is more receptive to suggestion. Mm -hmm. So it's an ideal time to reinforce, you know, what you really want for yourself, um, you know, to ask for deeper wisdom and guidance and to reinforce, you know, kind of new neural pathways and Mm -hmm. suggestions. So on one hand, it's a little bit like consulting your inner psychic, but also it's really an exercise of using your mind and what we now know about neuroplasticity, like, that you can kind of change your brain through reinforcement and repetition. So, so in in, in hypnosis is when we use it for healing, it's kind of really working with that kind of trance state to utilize that state of suggestibility to make changes. But also hypnosis in its simplest form is the way we focus our attention um, and like narrow and focus our attention. So this is something that happens multiple times a day. We're in and out of trance states or hypnosis, so to speak, multiple mm-hmm. times a day. So, for example, most commonly these days, Instagram mm-hmm. or, you know, social media, but definitely Instagram. I know that I'm in states of hypnosis with Instagram all the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I've got a, that's one of my New Year's, you know, intentions to, to like curb that. But so you go into this trance when you're in these like little Instagram wormholes and in that state you know, you're being influenced by all that information and all those impressions are coming in to your mind and, and they're programming you essentially. You yeah. know? So, so the advertising has been using, you know, elements of influence and hypnosis to, you know, make us buy things and condition us all the time. You know, a movie is a great example of hypnosis. So you will watch a movie 
your conscious mind relaxes and your subconscious mind is more open and receptive. So when you see a, a scene, for example, that makes you really scared or makes you cry, you allow it to go into your subconscious mind and you remember it like it's almost a part of your life. Yeah. You feel it and you're like, you allow that. Even though you know it's not real, it doesn't matter. You're entranced and you're emotionally affected. And actually you remember it, you know, very easily. So if you see that same scene that made you cry or made you, you know, angry or scared, but you see the behind the scenes with the camera crew and the actor and all that stuff, you don't feel anything because your conscious mind is up and you don't believe you haven't suspended disbelief. So that's, that's the, the simplest, you know, everyday example that that was amazing. I mean, Th- yeah, thank you for that. All of mind that blowing. explanation. Mind blowing. <laughs> mind that. blowing. What's interesting too is like so when people ask, you know, I'm an acupuncturist, and when people ask how it works, or sometimes they fall asleep during treatments, like I, mm. I almost feel like there's a relation between being in that like trance-like state and what actually happens with acupuncture and needles, because mm-hmm. they've done these studies that the beta, your brain releases these beta waves and it allows mm-hmm. you to enter a state of relaxation. So, you know, I just thought about like the suggestibility oh, sure. and then the actual physicality of like needles creating the, st- the environment for your body to heal versus mm. hypnosis is really the Absolutely. mind doing that, right? Which is cool. Yeah, I often say like, you know, that trance state, in acupuncture, like if I know my clients, um, you know, do acupuncture regularly, like that's a, a very powerful time to work with your intentions yeah, and to, and to work with your mind and the metaphors of your mind to kind of facilitate transformation. And also it's just doing it anyway. And it's, you know, you could just like totally yeah. trance out and relax and like that transformation is happening with the blood flow and, and the needles and all those things and the suggestions, right? Because, yeah. you know, or, or, you know, how, how you orient yourself towards like, okay, so the spleen is, you know, is in charge of what is it? Is it like fear? Worry. Or worry, worry. Yes. Right. Yeah. I know that's always a big one for me. The yeah. spleen. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so like, that's very powerful. You can work with that. I know yeah. that when I'm in acupuncture, I can feel like, oh my gosh. Okay. Like let's release that. You know, like let's yeah. let that go. And But what so, I like yeah. about the hypnosis with do with working with you is like, it's sort of it was it's helpful I think to have someone there guiding you through that trance that trance state right like and directing directing you to sort of be imaginative with what you're working with or going through for me that was very helpful mm. to have someone and also the snapping what's the <laughs> snapping about can you talk about because that was mind blowing the snaps during treatments. That's so funny. I, I love the that. snapping. I do Some too. of my colleagues will be like, oh my gosh, they will be like totally talking bad about the snapping. But Why? I found it to be very effective and I like it. And maybe it's a little bit of my performative side coming oh. out in the sessions. Does but, not everyone but snap? <laughs> not everyone Not everyone does. It's, oh. it's more of, it's, it's, the thing is that it, I, because I work also with sound and like, you know, binaural um beats and like wave, you know, different kind of like brainwave inducing sound experiences. I know how important it is to, you know, reinforce the positive and, um, you know, change what you're, what you're wanting to like work through. And so I use the snapping in coordination with that. So like Ah, the direct suggestions and the positive suggestions 
I will kind of like reinforce it with snapping. And also it keeps you in between, I mean, theoretically it keeps you in between this uh, theta and alpha state. So you're coming, you're weaving in and out of conscious and unconscious kind of like um, awareness. Mm -hmm. So then you're weaving, you know, in between the two, you know, so you're not going super deep or you're totally going into sleep so that, so it brings your attention back. You go really deep and then you come back and go really deep and you Ah. come back. And that helps to, to weave the suggestions, you know? Awesome. So that's the, that's the theory. Okay. And so how do you induce people into that state? There are a number of different ways, but you know, typically it's really just coming to a place of like, okay, so focus in and it can be like with a point on the ceiling or like a focal point, for example, um, you know, that's where like this spiral or look into my eyes or look at the watch that I'm like, you know, spinning in front of you, like those old school ways. Like mm-hmm. basically it's all just like, let's just focus in and allow your peripheral vision to blur and allow yourself to go deeper. So you, mm. there are many different ways to do that. You can really just begin to do that by closing your eyes, you know, and mm. like kind of going into this deep progressive relaxation. But I like to do it working with a conscious and unconscious split of your attention. And so this happens, for example, on the highway when you have, if you've ever heard of highway hypnosis, mm-hmm. so you're, you're driving for miles and miles and you don't even realize it. Like, but yet yeah. your unconscious mind has like seen all that stuff that, you know, all the, you know, signs and the landmarks and knows that you've been driving for 60 miles, but you don't remember anything because you're, because you're like on a journey in your mind. So like those two states of consciousness happening at parallel. Mm. Right. So that's kind of what we induce. One way to do that is choosing um, a trance hand. And so you choose the right or left hand and you focus in on it and you raise it up very slowly. And I kind of talk your unconscious mind inside into that like kind of meditative trance state and you focus on your hand. So you're kind of focusing on two things at once even though that's almost impossible, but it's like, that's what starts to happen, you know? Right. And so you really split your attention like that and you're holding it until you then go in to that deeper, um, meditative state. Jeremiah's face is like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just really, I'm it's really amazing. Very intently. Do it now. If I was there, we could do it now. Well, Celine was impersonating. You yeah, you like it. look at your hand. <laughs> it's a really interesting experience because yeah. it actually from from someone who's done it, like it happens really quickly. And mm-hmm. you're so like what? Like and even right. and then when you're working like when we were working together, she would ask me a question and then I would just respond, but it wasn't totally me consciously responding. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. my subconscious or some it was very wild. Yeah. Very wild. Yeah. Well, it's the whole, yeah, the whole thing is about getting to that no thinking, you know, so we use language a lot. It's like an art of using language in hypnosis, but really to go beyond language, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like, what's really under the surface? Like, what's, you know, what, what, what's really happening there, you know? Um, so. I'm going to ask a, like, practical question. How long is the, how long did you have to study this for? How, how long is the training? Well, there's a lot of variation um, with the training. It's, you know, currently it's um, unregulated. So it's, there's not a license, a state licensure that goes behind it. But one of the oldest um, 
it's like there's a certification process essentially, okay. you know, kind of like, you know, Reiki or right. shamanic healing right. or, you know, you know, tarot or some kinds of yeah. massage and things like that. So it's really, it's, it's really important who you study with, um, as far as, you know, what you're going to get out of it and how you're in alignment with, with what they, well, how they present the material. Mm-hmm. But the National Guild of Hypnotists is the oldest and largest, like kind of governing body of hypnotists. And that's, that's one that's, you know, I think pretty well respected just because it functions kind of like as a real supportive union, you know, mm-hmm. um, of hypnotists. But there are other organizations that are smaller and that there's a lot of variation. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's anywhere from like 80 to like 200 hours of training. Okay. So I actually have my own school now, <gasps> which okay. I yeah. d- developed over the past two years. You know, you've been doing so much. <laughs> it's because of the hypnosis because yeah. it helps me otherwise I wouldn't do any of this <laughs> do you but, do you self-hypnotize or do you have someone who does it do you do I it? do both I oh. do both yeah I do both cool. but it's it's a little bit of a different process you know like when there's of course there's issues like you know that we all have that are just harder for us so I'll definitely uh do hypnosis for certain stretches of time with colleagues um just because it's like holding on and letting go at the same time like sometimes we just really need that yeah um, that guidance you know um so yeah so my training is the divine feminine school of hypnosis and it's a 200 200 hour um plus training where there's like a lot of required reading and writing and supervision and like really learning the history of hypnosis specifically through like a, a feminist or a divine feminine lens um, but my training was pretty quick. Actually, it was only a couple of months. Um, mm-hmm. it was an 80 hour training. I think now it's consolidated to like even shorter than that, I think. Mm. But, but thing is, it's what you make of it really. Cause then after right. that, like my teacher's amazing and she, um, she provides, uh, practice nights indefinitely. So you go twice a month to these like three hour practice nights, like for the rest of your life. Like it's a continuing learning process where you, after you get the basics, kind of like a yoga training Mm -hmm. in a way, like you get that and then you have to really like learn and practice and find a mentor and really dedicate yourself to it. Um, and then do trainings all the time. Like I continually do trainings every year and rely, um, you know, heavily on my mentors as well. Hmm. So, so yeah, so I do the same thing with my training as well. I have like this hypnosis, uh, divine feminine secret society where we meet twi- <laughs> basically it's like a practice night but but, but we we meet twice a month um to like practice and you know talk about our clients and then do group hypnosis and stuff like that so yeah it's it's kind of great in a way i do have you know um colleagues and students who are social workers and psychotherapists and psychologists and they're using it you know you know incorporating it into their practice already. And I think it's a really great thing to do. And also when I work with people, I think it's a great thing to, you know, work in addition to all the other work that they're doing, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have like an opinion about how for some people it works better than like, you know, traditional psychotherapy tools? Like, do you, do you, have you figured out why? (laughs) No, like, I don't, you know, that's a really good question. I, I, you know, I'm a believer in, in psychotherapy, um, certain forms of psychotherapy and therapy in general. 
I think every you know it's a wonderful thing. I think if everybody could do it, that would be what that would be amazing. But I think um, I don't know. I've, recently, I've I've become like of the mind that you know we're just changing, like evolutionarily, mm-hmm. we're just changing, and we just need more. Like we can't. Also, just the way that we you know, receive information and how we're being influenced, like our attentions and, you know, our, you know, reading and writing are just changing so much, especially since I started this like eight years ago, you know, it's just the way we're thinking and learning is so different that of course we need different kinds of, you know, therapies to access, you know, the deeper mind like that, because you think about it, like, Hmm people just talking about things like that was really revolutionary, like in yeah. Freud's time, even, right. even 30 years ago, that was really revolutionary. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. You know, to like these things that were just very taboo that you couldn't really talk about or say, and now that's not the case. I mean, everybody's saying everything all the time. There's not an inexpressed thought on social media ever, you know? So right. like, right. that's exactly not the case, you know? So like we need to go into like a, you know, a deeper liminal space and just like, I think it's more about feeling, you know, yeah. than, than like, I don't know. I feel like so, it's pretty like evolutionary to yeah, like get into like, like the, using your actual like brain waves and like mm-hmm. neural pathways as the mm. form of like healing. Well, and now we do know about that, you know, we, we know, we know neuroplasticity, you know, this, if you're not familiar with it, like the tagline for neuroplasticity is, is the neurons that fire together, wire together, meaning that the brain, you know, can change well into old age much more than we thought it could. We could learn and, you know, adapt in ways that we previously didn't think possible, you know, mm. and we're learning so much more about the brain, like right. all the time, you know, and like they just didn't have that information, you know, and so now it's, it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing to be able to to work with hypnosis in a way that is more of like, you know, being like a lay kind of like, um, counselor or helper and helping people to learn how to work with their minds supportively, like the everyday person, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause it is possible. Cause you know, we, it's, it's, it's our ability. It's a natural ability and a practice just the way meditation is, mm-hmm. you know? That's so like, it's, it's like to be able to like, teach people that we also say like all hypnosis is self-hypnosis so it becomes this process of like really working it with yourself and of course if you know you get stuck or you need more reinforcement you can go work with a with a practitioner but it's something that's could be really self-supportive too you know after you learn it um do you do you find that there's a there's certain um things that people come to you more than others or is it kind of just like across the board and now it seems to be that my um my specialty is a kind of like helping people to increase self-worth and um kind of confidence or collaboration with themselves Mm -hmm. so i work a lot with you know motivation um confidence um and then I have this kind of specialty um, where I, I call it the wishcraft. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm writing the book about, <laughs> which yes. is teaching yeah, self-hypnosis. Um, what's that? What were you going to say? Oh, no, no. no tell we, us. we both got very excited. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's teaching self-hypnosis for um, 
making your wishes come true, essentially, or otherwise known as manifestation. I don't <laughs> love using the word manifestation, but it's a, it's a, it's the most simple definition of what it is. But it, I don't want it to be so associated with like, you know, you want that Mercedes Benz, you can get that Mercedes Benz, you know, like this kind of like super capitalist way of like, you know, thinking about the secret and stuff. Right. But what I have found, you know, working with hypnosis is that for sure, when you're you know, learning how to collaborate with yourself and, and having self-compassion, clearing out these blocks and getting clear on what you want, it happens and it happens quickly. Like, you you know, like you can really like it's I mean, I'm it's definitely happened for me since, you know, working with hypnosis. I've just been like clearing all those blocks and being, being having it be much easier mm-hmm. to um, to kind of, yeah, step into action for what I really, really want. Mm. And it is it's a side effect of like, you know clearing you know just developing a more supportive relationship with your deeper mind mm. so the wishcraft is is basically yeah teaching self-hypnosis ceremonies to uh yeah really create that collaborative um, environment with your mind to make your wishes come true huh. i mean amazing that sounds wonderful <laughs> when um when is that book coming out or to be it's determined? coming out uh, it, no, it's October 2020. I have to hand it in March 1st, so Ooh. I'm really stressed out right now. Oh. <laughs> I've heard writing a book is like one of the worst things you can do. I've, I've just really, heard it's very hard. It's it's been, it's a dream come true for me. It's a wish come true, so to speak, from when you know from when I was a kid. But oh, like, great. it's torturous. It's a totally yeah, torturous yeah. experience. I've like heard, I'm like going into the cage match yeah. you know, with my in, with myself and all of my you know, demons, <laughs> <laughs> but it shouldn't be for some reason it is, I don't know. Yeah. So, but it's a wonderful, I mean, yeah, it's a great opportunity. So I'm excited about it. That's really exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, um, um Selim was also saying you, you do past life work as well. Oh, I thought so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I do. Could, do you mind expanding on that a little more? I mean, I, yeah, my, my under, you know, I've I've read many lives, many masters, and a couple of other books um, in that area. But I'm just kind of curious to hear like your experience and um, approach. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of a natural, um, you know, ex- exploration of hypnosis. Like you go into past life regression or exploration through the trance state. You know, through right. that hypnotic journeying. So. So it, it makes sense. It's kind of like a tributary of, of hypnosis. Mm. So, you know, but the thing is, when you're in that state, um, like that hypnotic trance state, you know, time doesn't really exist. <laughs> so, like, so, for example, like the <laughs> past, that. the present and the future, it's all happening. You know, right. it's, it's all happening there. So, so, of course, you know, like exploring what may or may not be past life memories, you know, it's available to us. And oftentimes it's just very is very relevant to the healing of our, you know, the, pre- the present moment, you know, and what we, what mm. may be holding us back, what, what we, you know, what we have forgotten, what we need to remember, you know, how different relationships are affecting us. It's pretty amazing. I, I can't say that I know for sure this is a past life or this is not a past life, but what I can say is that there's been like inexplicable healing that happens during these sessions. And I'm like, what? Like, this is wild. (laughs) Like, for example, like, you know, just pain that goes away all of a sudden, you know, because 
like a because they got stabbed in the back and now that pain is gone you know and that's like wow how does that happen i can see like i get how maybe you know modern neuroscience and like like this kind of like supportive aha moment like can help facilitate that you know like spontaneous healing Mm. Mm. you know because it's like all of a sudden they you know they just believe and then it's gone and then it's like some kind of like super spontaneous like um you know rush of like endorphins and in belief and faith and like Mm. you know happy hormones and chemicals that just you know release that pain you know as opposed to the stress or the fear that's been like really reinforcing it Mm. right so like this narrative that that comes up as they are exploring past life could 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 be so profound and affecting emotionally that it moves it you know it clears it so it's very interesting, like kind of combination of, um, of factors that could happen there. It's like this perfect little little storm, you know, yeah. this little healing storm. But at the same time, there's also been, you know, experiences with that are like it's quite a psychic psychedelic, so to speak, um, state of mind. Like in one case, a client of mine um, regressed back to being a single celled amoeba. <gasps> Which was a really wild. I was like, what? What's happening now? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is all right. And then after this experience, which was she was really in it, like it was really visceral for him to be feeling this. And then afterwards, he quit smoking because it it he he kind of like made sense of it in this way that it was like he was smoking, you know, ever since he was young in this way to isolate himself from other people and to protect himself. And this experience real experience like in the imaginal mind that was quite visceral and felt where he was really connected and was literally one with everything that that experience then allowed him to let go of that attachment to the to the habit that isolated him gosh wow i love that yeah, that's i want to be an amoeba <laughs> <laughs> i want to have that experience of oneness <laughs> But the whole thing there is like, you know, it's we can talk about it and it's really ama- it's an amazing story. But but really, the whole thing is we can't. It's so different. It's not talking about it. It's, you, you feel it. You go it. You drop into a space in your mind where you're you have a felt experience with it. And that's hmm. how it can really, you know, change and be different. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and I mean, I've heard that in the pa- <clears throat> I've heard. I'm sure a lot of people have heard that, you know, hypnotherapy can help a lot with certain addictions. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's been amazing to like, just to see that and be a part of it. I mean, it, I think it's just, I mean, thing is that people are capable of change, you know, um, incredible. We're all capable of incredible change all the time, even though it's also very hard Yeah. at the same time. But like, for whatever reason, people wake up one day after, you know, smoking for 50 years and they stop. Mm-hmm. Like it does happen, you know, yeah. and like how, what happens in their mind to make that happen? We, we're not exactly sure, but working with hypnosis, we use all these techniques that can really help to facilitate, you know, that happening and like the odds of it happening, increasing the odds of it happening to, you know, just, you know, kind of feng shui the attention in a way that they mm. can see things differently um, they can, you know, connect to their resources in a more visceral and felt way where they can, you know, really believe that it can happen. 
you know so it, it does become about like this these really strengthening their their pathways or their kind of like energetic pipelines to to their faith in themselves mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like or the, in the or the possibility of of change um so then it then it happens so it's like creating that really conducive environment but using the imagination to do that and when you think about it very often with these fears and phobias it's exactly what's working against them is their imagination mm. oh you know yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty so yeah. so we learn to like work with that and make it work for us right you know? right it's like the shadow yeah exactly Using yeah it. and that's mm-hmm Exactly. Do you feel, um, do you find that with like the people that you work with a lot, have they like had a lot of experience previously coming to you with sort of like maybe um, other kind of like alternative modalities of healing before coming into the hypnotherapy space? Like, do you feel like it makes them more available or receptive to the work or no? Um, or maybe that's you don't a tough question. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's not necessarily, uh, like, yeah. a, like this or that kind of thing, because right. in some case, I mean, at the start I was, I was, uh, you know, working for another, um, hypnotherapist and her clientele was her clientele, but then I was working with them and, and it was, you know, quite different maybe right. than what has now become my clientele. And, um, and there was a lot of people who weren't, who didn't meditate or didn't yeah. do yoga or didn't do any of that stuff. And, and, um, yeah, I found they were extremely receptive to it, you know, in, a, yeah. in, in a, in a certain way that maybe, for example, like I also work at, um, Maha Rose in, um, Brooklyn is the healing center. So I'm there sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people will be really like, most people will come in, will have be, have a, be a Reiki practitioner or have a training right. or be an astrologer or like have training or awareness of, of like a lot of these kind of like, uh, mystical, um, arts and, um, holistic healing. But sometimes I think in those cases, I mean, it can be really great, especially when they want to do it. But then other times when they're just exploring, it kind of all becomes the same, which oh, I think then yeah. loses its potency, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, so, it, it, yeah, I, I don't know about that. I think yeah, I, I mean, think it's I was really good to differentiate it. Yeah. Yeah, because in terms of, like, healing and people being ready to change, sometimes I find in my work it's harder to have a result if they aren't there ready and like willing to go and so I wonder if like the hypnotherapy Mm. kind of like offsets that and you can just jump I mean I it's kind of a crazy broad question no but I hear what you're saying with that no and the thing is with hypnotherapy you know exactly like acupuncture and other kind of like healing modalities you know it works best when you want it to work right when you're really ready for for example if somebody will will be like oh I want to get a session for my husband because I really want him to quit smoking, oh, yeah. but he doesn't want to quit. It's not going to work, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah, that, that participation and willingness yeah, I guess that's and commitment is, is the most important. But I think that I've found that across the board, like whether or not they have like, um, you know, awareness or experience with holistic healing, like if they want it to work, then it works, Okay, you know, better. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Wow. Right. Yeah. You had no idea. Yeah, I really, well, I, I, I really love going back to your <laughs> going, going back to your comment earlier about it's almost like th- this idea of of um, you know time being rel- rel- relative 
and it, it's almost like uh, like time travel therapy. Mm. Yeah, no mm -hmm. way. Exactly. You know, or like you're entering this like non-temporal space, and mm -hmm. there's just something about that that is so um, like exciting. Yeah, um, it's like it's... ground nothing. Right. Yes, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's so, it's exactly right. Like it's, I love it too. I'm so, I'm so grateful every day that I get to spend a lot of time in that I know, no after time talking space. with you, I'm like, I gotta come back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you talk more about, or if you have to go, I don't know, but about your sound, the sound healing hypnosis that you, yeah. you do. What, what does that oh, sure, look like? Yeah. So in that case, I do like, kind of like, you know, artistic collaborations or like kind of performances or experiences um, where I use hypnosis to kind of create um, like a group experience. It can be group or like audio experience where people go into a narrative in their mind, hmm. but in a really felt way. So I kind of call it hypno narrative, um, like immersive sound experiences using hypno narratives. So one example was last year around this time I was collaborating with this Danish artist, uh, Joachim Koster, who specializes in, or like works a lot with exploring altered states in his art, um, mm -hmm. through like photography and video and sculpture and different, um, mediums. So he, um, we worked together to, to bring to light, um, an experience that he had, uh, during ayahuasca, uh -huh. where he basically, it was like an experience of like encountering a praying mantis and then becoming a praying mantis. So this like shape-shifting experience with this um, kind of mythological creature, mm -hmm. the praying mantis. So so we, so we, it was at a museum in Copenhagen, the National Gallery of Denmark, in this really beautiful room with like this like beautiful ambient like pink light. And then I worked with a composer doing live um, kind of like ambient music. And then I took the, the group into this hypnotic trance, but becoming a praying mantis. So, so you... it was like this shape-shifting experience. So it's like I use the same elements of like sound, tonality, uh, like snapping, voice, okay. uh, rhythm, um, the hypnotic like, you know, induction but we go into this this narrative, so it's like experiencing a movie, but yeah. in your mind. Oh, cool. Wow. Are you doing <laughs> any of those soon? <laughs> I I I have a collaboration with another artist. Um, we just don't have exactly uh, something on the books yet, but okay. I, I probably I'm like a little bit like book and the, the training, but I, I think this this yeah, this summer. I'm, and like a little bit um, in the spring, I'll definitely, I, I love to do that so much. I, I do do the voice for this uh, music meditation app that just launched out of oh. London. What? Called oh. Maya. So it's M-E-Y-A. Um, and I think I'm going to explore more stuff with them because um, I do I do audio hypnosis tracks for them. At this point, it's like a lot like sleeping, self-confidence, you know, that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. we are going to do like a whole NLP like neuro-linguistic programming um, part of it that we're developing. And so that might be something that I could do more, more kind of audio tracks with regularly. But, but yeah, if you know of any opportunities, or if you want to collaborate with that hypno narrative stuff, let me know. <laughs> Cause mean, I'm always, sure. always into it. I, yeah. And, and NLP that's, um, 
that's like when you're you you're suggesting something using your voice um, mm-hmm. and listening to it over and over again until those pathways start to shift. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's okay. basically um, it's like a modern study practice of like the language patterns of of therapists and um, like change makers, so to speak. So like it's it's using certain language and metaphors, um, you know, in the trance state or even in conversation to facilitate change and influence. Um, it's used a lot also in advertising, in uh, political speeches, in, mm-hmm. in um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's everywhere, basically. Sales pitches, you know, like uh, corporate America wow. uh, language. Underlying everything is so nuts if you think about it. We're all just oh, it like is. programmed it is. in this way. Exactly. Like all day, every day. That's why I, I often call it like this is like hypnosis. Especially when, I love when people are like, oh, I can't be hypnotized. Like, like really? You're being hypnotized every day right, right now? Yeah. Like right. it's happening all the time. That's, really working that's with great. hypnosis. Yeah, it's, it's working with hypnosis uh-huh. as a practice. First of all, it is a practice, so you, it becomes self-hypnosis, and it's a practice of dehypnotizing yourself. Right. Yeah. That's exactly really what it is, and so that's what I, what I talk about in my in the school, all the time. It's especially with like, you know, reclaiming it from you know, kind of from a feminist perspective. Right. You know, like, it's pervasive. You know, Absolutely. the influence of like language and behavior. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think of like. Um, it's like the matrix, uh, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. example everyone always uses, but, um, you know, everyone's like, I'm not hypnotized. It's like, no, you're in the matrix right now. Like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm telling you a way of getting out of the matrix. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's so interesting. I also feel like it was really important when we were working together. It it wasn't that long, but even it made me really reevaluate my everyday how I function in the world and like my routines and like when I was trying to change stuff, like I would walk to the subway or I would walk to the gym, not down the way, not down the same roads mm, that I would mm-hmm. to like Just change my yeah. head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. It. So it's yeah, because so that's we like a rooted... even realized like stuff like that. And I'm right. like, oh wow. Well, that's it's that's funny too because. Um, I think there have actually been some studies, and I'm sure, you know, Shauna, you, you feel free to jump in here. But, like, I've heard stuff like where, you know, if you're in the shower or brushing your teeth with your left hand instead of your right hand. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, when you're in the shower, you usually um, lather in the same way. So, like, shifting the way you lather. Yeah, just and mm-hmm. just, like, different r- routine actions that you do to shift that up. And it... It, it is kind of like feng shui where once you move that energy, like the, the flow is going to yeah, change. It opens totally. And at first it's weird, you know, and unusual. And then it's like a wonderful reminder on a deep level that like, yeah, just cause something's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's bad. Like you just got to keep going with it, like to right. get those changes and results that you want, you know, like it's going to feel weird, weird if you haven't done it that way, but that doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. You know, you got to, yeah. Like keep going and reinforcing it, and know? that's what that and yeah, and that's like what true change really is. You know, people are, I feel like, are always mm-hmm. like, I want to change, I want to get better, I want to do all these things. But in order for that to happen, like you essentially shift, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in mm-hmm. a way that's not what you used to be. So you know, 
that's a hard thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I could see it's uncomfortable. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uncom- yeah. Absolutely. It's and it feels it feels counterintuitive because right. you're like, no, like, you know, yeah. this is not what I used to do. But also it's like the brain, it's only one part of the intelligence system, you know? It doesn't really know what it's doing all the time. Right. <laughs> like the, oh, there's yeah. that too. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's quite deceptive in its way, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like, so Yes. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to add? I don't know. I've had such a nice time talking oh to you gosh. guys. Yeah, me too. Thanks yeah, this was asking. really wonderful. So, um, how do people find you? How do people yes. set up appointment with, with you? So, I I like to keep it like kind of easy just by emailing me. Okay. Um, but I, you can. Uh, go to my website as well. I am, it's kind of going to be under construction for the next month or so. Um, but yeah, definitely website is www.shawnacummins.com. That's S H A U N A C U M M I N S. So shawnacummins.com or, um, just email me at info at shawnacummins.com. Great. Cool. And we'll we'll link all that up. Yeah. On our oh, socials. and then and then of course Instagram, the great hypnotizer. Yes. <laughs> Get hypnotized. You can find by me on Instagram at um, uh, the Wishcraft, all one word, the Wish Wish, as in W I S H Craft. And um, how often do you have um, openings for your like trainings, like all the time for your school? At the I I. Right now, I, my plan is just do it once a year. So, oh, okay. um, so, so it's because, next year. well, because I have the book coming out in the fall, I'm going to do a bunch of like wishcraft related stuff and performances and stuff okay. for the summer and the fall. I'm actually doing it in the spring. So okay. I'm taking. So it's like it's a, it's a it's a little bit of an interview process because I I like to keep it like small and yeah. kind of uh, close knit. Um, so yeah, I'm taking like applications so to speak for this <laughs> fall or for the spring training so okay. um, it's going to be at maha rose um cool. starts in april um yeah and then i do um a few individual um mentorships too so so yeah mm-hmm. definitely i am looking for to like uh, yeah gather people for that now okay. in a couple of months so if anyone's interested let me know Okay, for sure. And and how large are those classes usually? Uh, usually um, 10. With Around me, 10. it's 11. Okay. It's like that, that special number. It's a nice number. <laughs> yes, that is a good number. So I like that. I like, I'm weird about the numbers, you know. I'm like, either it's got to be like 8, 10, or 11. <laughs> so, I can get behind that. Uh, <laughs> I can get that. Uh, that's how it's working right now anyway, so. <laughs> um, well, this was really wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much. It was really fun to talk to you guys. Cool. What a cool, what a cool guest. Yeah. That was awesome. That was really cool. Yeah. So if you want to schedule a session with her or read some of her stuff, definitely check out her website. Yeah. And we'll we'll link all that stuff. Yep. Um and I don't know. Do you have you feel like anything else or? I haven't been... I feel like it would be interesting for you to say the thing that you said to me earlier when you were like, I feel like I'm going through the same thing and it's just, and you've gotten very like zen about it. I feel like that's a nice thing for people to hear or if it's too personal. Which thing? When you were like, you know, I keep going through like the money oh, thing. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. 
I just think that's like a nice, I think everybody would be able to relate to that. Okay. I mean, this is, this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pulling from Tosha here, but, um, and I'm sure other people too, but, um, if people are, the thing is when you incarnate, your soul's going to learn the lesson it needs to learn, or maybe Mm not, maybe it'll take another incarnation or a thousand, but, um, in order to learn that, you have to go through it completely. And so there are going to be times where, um, I guess this isn't really as much of a practice as more of just like something to keep in keep mind, mind. Keep, in, keep in your heart, is if you're going through something and you feel like you felt like you resolved it, the universe is going to bring it back up into your life until you really really have resolved it yeah. and it's going to keep coming and it's not um a nefarious thing it's not an antagonistic thing it's to help you learn the lesson that you came here to learn right. or one of the lessons that you came here to learn so but what i think was when we were speaking before what yeah. i thought was interesting is that you know when we have a repeated experience that's kind of traumatic or makes us angry or anxious and then once you can kind of detach and say, oh, it's coming up again, and you know what, it's going to be fine, there's always a solution, I feel like it's like filtering out of you. So it's like you're becoming less reactive to the same story. Yes. And that right. was helpful for me, for Jeremiah to say oh, cool. earlier today. Cool. So thank yeah. you. You're you're becoming detached. Yeah, from, from the story. From that, yeah. From that experience. Yeah, yeah. And I find that, again, with the the Tosha work is um, sometimes that can be, it can be hard to, uh, if it comes back up and you're like, you can offer it. Like when you start doing the offering practice and kind of just giving the burden, offering that burden over to, Mm -hmm. you know, your higher self, it starts to take the weight off. So whenever that shit comes up for me, I'm just like, it's okay. It's I'm okay. supported, and um, you know, you you keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Here we go. Here we go. Let's all hypnotize ourselves. Yeah, uh, I I definitely want to check out Shauna. You should. Um, it's very like powerful stuff, and you know, she does send you this like link that mm-hmm. is like a 20 or 12 minute self meditation that you do once a week, once a week for a week and it helps solidify the pattern. Oh, like after the session. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. Every day in every way I'm getting better and better. I still remember it. Wow. I, I have to go back cause it's yeah. Yeah. So she's so cool. Very cool. Anyway. All right. So everyone just keep keep on keeping on. We love you. Love you. Be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Compassionate. Yeah, I just think the once the new year hit, things have just been like a real roller coaster. And the thing that's helped me a lot, and maybe this could be a good takeaway daily practice. We've said it before, but just really just take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. Try not to beat yourself up, you know. Take listen, a bath. Take a pat, bath. Listen to your inner child. Do something just nice, even if it's, you know, 10 minutes. Um, it's really, really going to make a difference. Um, For sure. 
just be kind to yourself, love yourself, and that's going to help you love others. So, oh my gosh, and we love you. We do. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>